Let's go. Welcome to Q's Corner. This is Q. I just want to preface this uh, podcast just to simply say that um, at the time of this recording, we were at uh, my aunts and uncles. They were having a fight party. So we parlayed the equipment uh, to the outside. I transported it to her spot and we were just recording on the patio. So if you hear any background noise, just prefacing that, um, you know, my guest Snow and I, uh, we did a positive affirmation post, but the audio was completely chopped. So I'm just going to do something really quick for you all just to maintain that system of continuity uh, with the positive affirmations. And the positive affirmations is uh, change. Change. The awareness to pivot from one thing to the other. Um the process of evolving in life is one that is kind of brought to us. It's more so environmental and sometimes internal, you know, but just the ability to navigate this course of life, a lot of that stems from learning, change. You know, um, I'll give you a prime example. Uh, let's look at Snoop. Snoop Dogg, when he came out rapping, his content of what he created then is different from now. Same thing from LL to when he retired from Jay-Z to when he retired from Nas to when, well, Nas has pretty pretty much been consistent. But even uh, artists like Drake or how his delivery and everything has changed. Constant, but the main thing is that he's delivering you continuity of content and still holding on to a piece of himself. So with this life, you know, um, through the ups and downs, the one thing I want to preach about or talk about on this podcast moving forward is the main sense of accountability, you know, taking ownership of things or being aware of what you have done to alter this situation, you know, and in turn, you build a, a stronger sense of self versus relying on a plausibility of others or what others can do because you can't control that. Um, you're probably sitting in the house listening to this on the, on the, uh, in the kitchen. What color car just drove past your house? You don't know. You know what I mean? All you can control is what is in front of you and what's inside of you. So I just want to say focus on the pivot and making the best out of this situation. I even say that to say this entire podcast audio was completely chopped. I, don't, I would be embarrassed to put it out, but I was so diligent in breaking down. I literally went second by second repairing this audio. It was it's it's insane how much effort I put into this. So, <laughs> but it's just the fear to not lose or the not the fear. It's just the willingness to not lose and just to adjust to the change. And in turn, I'm so much stronger. I've learned so much with this program and software that if it ever occurs again, my skill set is sharp because I've learned from 
or learn how to repair audio. You see what I mean? You got to have that resistance in order to grow. You can't create a diamond without friction. I'll always say that. You're probably going to hear that a million times. But yeah, or pressure doesn't isn't created with diamonds. So I'm just going to keep this positive affirmation short to get on with the show. But I just want to say the ability to change and have continuity, which means have continuingness of progression forward. It can take months for you to take a step. It could take a few steps a day. It can be leaps and bounds in an hour's time. But the main thing is just a sense of bettering oneself and a greater focus with moving forward throughout the course of life. And no one can do this except for you. You can get a check tomorrow for a million dollars and you can blow it all on material things and you'll still be the same person. All it does is just enhance what you are. But if you're just building yourself in life in terms of internal fortitude, which means internal strength and continuing to grow, I'm not, I don't want to come off as if I'm preaching because I'm doing this every day. This is a a nonstop process. You know what I mean? This, (laughs) this process don't stop until I just relax and say, you know what? You heard that peace, quiet. Your mind is quiet. You you have uh, done everything you wanted to do. You have, you know, established the friendships, the relationships. You have a sense of of who we, I don't even want to say a sense of who you are, but you don't feel the need to pursue further challenges. You know, if you're a person who's constantly chasing something. When is success enough? Define what success for you is so you're not on that hamster wheel. But I'll just keep that short. That's all for the positive affirmations. We're about to um, go into the conversation of double standards and just an overall genuine conversation of two individuals who see things from a cerebral mindset. And um, yeah, to my ladies, I love you all. Um, at the time of this recording, this was the same week that um, the verdict for the Breonna Taylor case has been mentioned. And I just want to say, as a representation of brothers, we love you. We're down for you. We uphold you. We are strong for you. Um, hopefully I can be some type of uh, template of what a black man is supposed to be. And I hope that other brothers are constantly aware of that because it's not just representation of you, but just you and your race. All right. Much love. After this break, we get into the rest of the show. Thank you for tuning in. All right. Yeah, man. And we bite. Here we are again. Um, focusing on double standards and just, relationships in general i don't want to necessarily cater this to a specific subject but more so just to you know just have a a genuine conversation on the perspective of a man um like i said before and in previous episodes i want to be able to give uh, a sense of information from a big brother's perspective and how i can give you all you know, especially my women, an insight into a man's mode of thinking versus that of a social media narrative. I want y'all to also understand that a lot of these memes don't come from, you know, us as a community. 
it's more so marketed to us to create a division because they know that if we're strong together, then it's a problem. We're greater in numbers, you know. So, you know, first and foremost, when it comes to, you know, the aspect and the dynamic that exists between men and women, it's a narrative being placed out there that, you know, in words ain't sh and bees aren't sh. When in essence, you know, we don't even talk like that. You know, a lot of brothers who are in a mold or in a mindset of speaking about women, we are in a product or a byproduct of uplifting women because we come from a space where we have a sense of women who, you know, have raised us as a sense of, uh, as, <laughs> hold on once. One sec, whereas, uh, apologize for the, for the beat pros. My lovely cousin's over there having her FaceTime. She don't want to bring her friends around us because we dangerous, but, it's cool though. you know, we get it. We get it. She got her fresh cut and everything, but, mm-hmm. you know, um, I just want to say that from men who are on a program, we love y'all. We love the, the strides that you make. We love the, the yeah. risks that you take. But the one thing that I don't understand about women, y'all go for all of this stuff, but y'all won't go for the man that you want. That rejection real, ain't it? Hmm. Or maybe it's not. But, you know, um, I'm done with my rambling. Snow, is there anything that you want to input into that subject? Or Yeah, sure. Okay. Sure. Yeah, man. I, I, I look at the memes, you know, saturating the uh, social media platforms. And I see common themes. I see things like, you know, if a man ain't doing his tongue like this, or a man ain't hung like this, or a man ain't making so much money, or a man ain't put a ring on it. Mm-hmm. You know, for those of you who believe in the, um, you know, the, the law of attraction, you, you receive what you put out. That's and real. you put out all this negativity, and you <laughs> and you wonder why... I, I don't know. You 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 think you think this this um this idea is perpetuated, but <laughs> what you're doing is you're creating you're creating a an atmosphere for yourself, and you're finding yourself with these guys, you know. And then the same people that have take issue with the uh, phenomenally low expectations, you know, for a woman, you know, a woman is a queen. As Q said, we we love women, but these women that you know they take constant pictures of back shots, they take constant pictures of sexual um, innuendo, and you're attracting a certain type of dude in your inbox, and then you're still getting frustrated by the type of dude that's in your inbox. You got to understand the energy that you're putting out. That's all I'm saying. Understand the energy that you're putting out. A lot of us aren't like that, um, you know. Contrary to popular belief, yeah. Contrary to popular belief, we are not like that. As a matter of fact, I saw this meme, and I know this is a, it's kind of broad, but I saw this meme with this woman having sex with a cockroach. And a the what? title, yeah, it was a woman's legs, her, her legs were open, and there was a cockroach between them. And the title of the meme was Every woman who's had sex with a broke man is having sex with a cockroach. Wow. And it's, it, it, it tripped me out because, you know, every instant 
every time we find ourselves in a, in a situation, it's a moment of our life. Whether we're broke for that moment and not broke tomorrow, or we're a perpetual broke guy with a bunch of false, um, you know, um, visions. It's up to you to decide who you lay with, and it's up to you to decide who you deal with. So all men aren't like this. Just like all women aren't all like that. It's what we attract and what we tend to find ourselves with. What's your value? And, and you know, to piggyback off of that, I feel the greatest uh, concern that I have with women that they don't necessarily realize. And even us brothers, too, because I'm, I'm never letting y'all brothers off the hook. But, you know, to piggyback off of what he said is that, you know, uh, what we see oftentimes, more oftentimes than not, is that people tend to date their ideals versus someone who's down for you. You know, we live in this age of instant gratification where, you know, we want something now. We want this change now. So in order to facilitate that, we narrow a lot of our options down to one person who meets a lot of the criteria. And, you know, we tend to overlook, like I often say, whenever I have conversation or I'm giving advice to sisters, like, hey, why are you nitpicking versus seeing this brother's true intentions? And the same thing for us. You know, I feel like we as men often, more oftentimes than not, we tend to be very um, shallow individuals. Yeah. <laughs> since the movie, have you seen uh, Shallow How? Yeah, one of my movie. favorites. Yeah. It's an amazing movie, dog. Like yes. it's just that the, it's a reality check. Yeah, the beauty. Like we we see that, and we're ten, we tend to overlook a lot of stuff <laughs> for the sense of beauty. But at the end of the day, you know, beauty fades, man. And I'm not gonna sit here and say that I'm the type that's just gonna date somebody for who mm-hmm. they are and not be attractive. No, I'm just being honest, but. At the end of the day, it's about what's in your core and what's in your mindset because beautiful women are a dime a dozen, but, you know, someone who can connect with you, who can listen to you and and hear your ideals and you can listen to them. You're like, okay, they real solid. You tend to grow a sense of greater closeness. Like, got women like that all the time who I talk to. And I'll say this, I'm in prison. I often get the, the, the question, why am I not in a relationship? The number one reason why I'm not in a relationship is that I have a, a certain group of dope women that I talk to every day. Not every day, but every other day. And for me to get into a relationship, I know how women are. They're territorial. They're going to want me to cut them off. So you want me to cut off all these valuable friendships that I have, and you're going to want me to discommunicate with them for you. That's hard. That's a hard pill to swallow. Yeah. And that's the plight of a man. But, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, that's real talk. That's yeah. real talk, man. I tell you, I um, I, I have re- different relationships. And I think the relationships most valuable to me from the opposite sex are mm-hmm. those relationships where we can, we can talk. So we can explore. And we can get to from from point A to point Z, um, you know, with laughter and um, little jabs here and there. But that organic conversation that gets us from point A to point Z, um, I, that, that, that's the most valuable thing to me. All the sexual stuff, all the, 
all the stuff on the surface is fine, it's important, but definitely not as important as being able to, you know, kick off your shoes and relax your feet, party on down to the SKB. You know what I'm saying? Real talk. I'm just saying. (laughs) Nah, man, and that's so real. Like, I have this saying, it's not popular, but I believe this shit. I believe that. To a certain extent, let me preface that. They're outliers, but I believe any woman can get any man that they want. You know, it's just a sense of gaining that sense of of trust with that specific situation and, and growing. You know, which is one of the things I kind of harp on because of uh, because of the generation that we live in. You know, we live in an age where we text message. Versus that art of conversation. We're not able to exercise our verbal skills. Oh my gosh. This is amazing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Look at God. Shrimp. <laughs> I got distracted y'all. My bad. <laughs> but no. um, I just lost my complete train of thought. But just the simple fact that. Man, what was just brought out to me, I lost my complete train of thought. Man, Auntie Nina and brought us out some shrimp. Yes. Y'all. Yes, that queen, man. <laughs> my word. <laughs> Vegetarian food is amazing, my dad. Mm-hmm. But, you know, ain't nothing like that shrimp. Mm-hmm. That shrimp. But, um, what was I saying? I just lost my train, complete train of thought when I saw that food. Well, <laughs> You know, it's just, oh, um, I think that organically, in order to find that purposeful relationship with a woman would have to stem from friendship, putting in that work and that time, you know, versus being in a rush to get to the chapel or getting in a rush to get in a relationship to validate you. Like, I, the last thing I want is to get in a relationship with a woman and she's wanting to post me all over Instagram just to say that she's got me. And I'm like, yo, that's so corny, yo. You yes. got to put in work because all you doing is just giving me your body account because you posting somebody different every week. But yeah, nothing's sacred anymore. Yeah. That's, that's you know, as a man, as an old school man, I'm an 80s baby. I was born in 82. Mm. You know, there's a, there's, say, you know, being, secrecy, being sacred a relationship being sacred is very important to someone like me. You posting all of our high points on insta- uh, social media is a sign of an insecurity of our relationship. And this is going to cause me to wonder, why are you doing this? You know, What we have is what we have. It's, it's supposed to be a sanctioned uh, relationship. I, I don't, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not a big, I'm not a big fan of marriage. I'm not. But I do feel like, um... You know, mating with somebody, becoming a mate, a partner, is a sanction in itself. And I don't want my sanctions shared with everyone. That's a sacred relationship. Well, well, Snow, why don't you explain to the listeners why you are not a advocate for marriage? Um, why you're not big on it? Why? Why would? Why would a man say such a thing? Sure, I, <laughs> I, I can tell you. Um, there, there are many reasons. Um, one of the one of the main reasons is the laws, though. The laws are not made for the man in the relationship. Um, when you come to, uh, you know, uh, 
the children and joint commission, the man has to prove himself to be worthy of joint commission, mm -hmm. or by default, the woman's going to get um, primary, um, the uh, what primary custody of the of the of the children. Um, alimony is usually pointed toward the female. Mm -hmm. um, domestic um, uh, domestic disturbance. If a phone is a call, if a call is made, the police are going to automatically ask if the woman is all right. Um, you know, and the man is going to be perceived as the villain. So all, all I'm saying is the whole the whole thing of marriage and relationships are. I, I think it's um it's one sided and it's it's counterproductive. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sitting here trying to keep a straight face because this dog is howling in the background. This dog is... And it's just like, fuck what these niggas talking about. <laughs> <laughs> we gonna keep... We, I'm gonna shit on this. I know. I'm... Oh, man. But, yeah. Nah, okay. Nah, man, I'm, I'm not big on marriage. You, you hear enough relations. You hear enough people that are married talking about their marriage. And most people that are married say, man, you know, don't get married. Hey, listen, when somebody talks to me, I'm gonna listen. And 99.9% of married individuals tell me, don't get married. <laughs> so you don't have to tell me twice. Well, so why do men get married? Because, I, okay. Men only marry, not, not all men, but I, I, I firmly believe that men um, marry women so that women don't go anywhere. Would you say, what percentage would you put on that? 90. Mm-hmm. Very high percentage. I'll say ninety. I'll say ten percent men. One out of every ten men is um is in it because he loves her and wants to be with her and only her. That's just the that's how I feel. Uh I feel like, you know, women like to move with the term if you like it, put a ring on it. There's not a ring on my finger. You can't tell me what to do. And it sets the standard of, um, you know, you put a ring on it and I'm yours. And so if that's the standard that's presented to the man and, and the man wants you to stick with him and not go anywhere else, then he's going to follow suit. We listen. Mm. You speak. We listen. So what does the man do? We marry you. We propose to you. We give you a wedding. The man is cheating and you're asking questions like, I can't believe this. He gave himself to me. no. He gave himself to you the because ultimatum. you said that's all he had to do. Yeah, that was the ultimatum. Mm -hmm. That's what he did. The cheating was inevitable, regardless if, regardless on the <laughs> of whatever relationship you had. The guy has instincts, and he's gonna he's gonna fall in them. That nine that nine out of the ten people, unfortunately, you weren't lucky enough to get that one percent man, that one man out of the ten um, that that truly want that. And you know, you, you can't really blame him. You blame the standard that you set. I mean, I'm just being honest. It's not right. I don't agree with cheating when you're getting married. I think that's dishonorable. It's the worst but, shit ever. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is, you gave the standard and he followed it. So that's my that's my thoughts on that. And <clears throat> I wholeheartedly agree. As I said in a previous podcast, I think that's the most cowardly shit ever to steal some. I look at it as stealing someone's time. Versus you, you know, genuinely, that being something that you want to do. And fellas, I just want to speak to you who do this. Some, but not all, because there are except, always exceptions to the rule. But, you know, that woman that you've locked away, her hunger isn't growing. 
for all these men that's out here, I'm a testament to it. I've spoken on it. And, you know, um, to piggyback on what he said, you know, in today's time, I feel like the rules of marriage are outdated. You know, and some of you say, well, what about a prenup? A prenup don't sew everything up, baby. Nah. I'm telling you. I'm no. telling you, it really doesn't. But, you know, when it comes to that marriage between a man and a woman, it should be something that's sacred. You shouldn't be looking at it like I is married now. Or no. looking at it from a stance where this man chose me. Yeah, like a form of status no. or something. Yeah, I'm a firm believer that a woman chooses a man way before we're even aware of it. <laughs> they look at yeah. who we deal with, our, our uh, capital, <laughs> as we would say, or just like overall the type of man that, that we want. And I'm all, and I'll always say to this day, you were never that man. You were never that woman's first choice because you're somebody who can take her like that. I don't want to be a downer on that, but you know, from a standpoint in terms of the ideals of marriage, it's from a standpoint now where a man can just like grow his wealth, be successful, and he has the availability of options. He's not looking to settle down. Yeah, it looks good on paper. Like I was, I'm at work, right? And I'm looking at my VP, black brother, black brother. And the way that my manager explained to me, she said that he got promoted. One of the greatest things that he got promoted for was the fact that he's married. Because it ties them into this grind that, that he has to provide. Yep. And if you're single, you don't get promoted as fast because you're living your bachelor lifestyle. It's just you. They don't see you as having that level of um, discipline uh, yeah. and ambition. You know, so the stakes aren't as high. <laughs> yeah. So that's another way to look at it from a corporate perspective, but you know, I don't want to talk about the. I kind of want to switch this conversation in terms of the double standard because I see memes every day talking down on this, and I guarantee you, if brothers put up the same amount of information and the bullshit out there that a lot of women do, y'all will be petrified. The thing about it is yeah. that. What we deal with, we don't vocalize. So it's almost as though it's non-existent. We don't share everything. When brothers get around each other, we don't talk about our trauma and our past relationship. We just say the norm. Everything's cool or it didn't work out. And that's that. But when it comes to you all and that wagon starts to circle, it's more so about a standpoint. Well, he did this. He did this. Well, what did you do? How did you contribute it? I feel like we as people need to be more accountable for our actions and do a sense of self-reflection in terms of things that we contributed to it. But, man, I think truer words have never been spoken in terms of accountability. I think I think um, there's a lot of um, external, you know, views from there, from that standpoint, you know. I see memes out there, and it's like, you know, this guy doesn't know what he wants, or this guy didn't have his stuff together, or this guy had a second life, or this guy this, or this guy that, or, and I I begin to ask myself, 
what kind of judge of character are you? <laughs> you know, you you have these this waterfall of issues with this type of guy, and you have to ask, what kind of character are you? You know, if I find myself saying the same thing over and over in every, you know, and I've first of all, if I find myself as 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 many relationships as as some of these people who post these these memes, I'd see an issue there in mm-hmm. itself. But then when you break down all these relationships and you and you see a trend, you have to figure out you know what the constant of this of this is and. If, if you can't look inward, and if you're still saying men this, men that, and you're not at that point to where you can say, I could have, or I attract, or what do I bring to the table, I think you I think you discredit yourself. I think this, you discredit your own words, you know. Um, yeah. I, I, at, at some point, you have to question... You have to consider the source after so many times. Absolutely. If you see the same thing go happening over and over and over, you got to look. It's only one constant variable throughout all of those conclusions and situations. And it's for years you've seen the same posts, the same things. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, we know that there are a bunch of male douchebags. Why? Why do we find... Why do we see the same thing popping up month over month, week after week, week after week? Maybe you're the one that's putting these quote-unquote douchebags on a pedestal. Maybe right. you're the one that's making them quote-unquote marketable in terms of being in a relationship. Right. And, and in a sense, uh, we've always <laughs> like been, in, been from a standpoint where you look at it like... Oh, we look at it from, from a standpoint... Oh, <laughs> yeah, we had some more strip come out, y'all. Yeah, 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 <laughs> but you know, uh, Fabulous had a, a popular saying where he said that, uh, and for lack of a better word, he said, "Happy hoes ain't hating." Hmm. But hoes, it I can't remember how it was, but hating hoes ain't happy. Happy hoes ain't hating. Not to call you all hoes or anything like that, but it goes to a context from a context of men as well. You know, um, it's so easy to take blame and point the finger at somebody else for what they did haven't done or not necessarily hold themselves accountable. That damn, who did these? I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> but these things are fire. I'm just so distracted. But but if Q, if I can, uh, yo, by all means, if, yeah. So I have a twelve uh, year old daughter. Mm-hmm. She's a she's a friend's daughter, but she's really like my daughter. Mm-hmm. I'm I've taken a, I've picked up that mantle of being mm-hmm. a father, right? And I have to tell you, man, my, my my worst fear is her putting so much faith in a guy that she allows herself to be let down. To such a point to where it shifts her character, or where it shifts her um, self esteem. You, you you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So when I talk to her, I try to explain to her that you know men are human, just like you are. Mm-hmm. Don't put all your don't put faith don't put all your faith in a man. Dude, just don't do it. 
No. I'm not saying to um, discount a man. I'm not saying to, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't want you to dog a man. All I'm saying is expect a man to be human just like you're a human. Yeah. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. Don't get all excited because they will let you down. So you have to set your standard and you have to set your own yourself up to be, um, you know, successful with or without. And that when I say successful, I mean emotionally. I mean um, financially. I mean um, spiritually. You have to know who you are. Otherwise, that man, whatever happens between you and a relationship is going to impact what your next step is. And, and, and we don't really want that. We want you to learn from your mistakes, but we want you, we don't want you to be to the point to where you're shouting out, you know, all men are this, all men are that. Don't give a man that kind of power. Just don't do it. You are who you are. And the man you find, the man you seek, the man is for you. That's for you. It's who he is. He's going to be 100% secure in himself. He's going to be 100% happy with himself. And the same for you. You guys may decide you don't want to get married. You may decide you do want to get married. But the fact of the matter is, you're not going to um, compromise your beliefs and your values for anybody. You guys are going to be evenly yoked. I'm not. I'm not a Bible guy, but I do know that that is in the. <laughs> I do know that that is in the Bible. Evenly yoked. You know, and <laughs> I'm, I'm meddling in this fine line between going towards uh, a religious aspect and, and speaking on. You know. Uh, Ah, uh, that's for a conversation for another day. <laughs> um, but I want people to kind of rely on their own beliefs versus the popular belief. You know, um, it's often said that so a man finds, I may be, I may be butchering it, but so find, finds a wife, finds a good thing. You know, if you sit in your house and had a conversation with my dad, said, son, <laughs> good women ain't out there. They're not out there like out there at at, at events or this, that, and the third. They, they go to work and they go home and they do what they got to deal with. But the the disheartening part about it is that they have this expectation that some man is going to come knock on their door and come find them. And that's far from the truth. Yeah, we have social media. We have bonds and standard third. But a lot of the connections that exist between establishing something new is hindering us because of our past trauma and our own biases. I'm not saying that what I'm saying on this podcast is absolutely right. Or in previous podcasts, it's absolutely right. But you have to be comfortable and efficient in what it is that's cool. And what it is that makes you. Um... If I had a, a homegirl, if I had a daughter and I was raising her and she's getting ready to get out there into the world and I no longer have that grasp on her, I would want her to be solid within herself and have that open line of communication and trust with me to see that she can talk to me without feeling judged and feeling reprimanded by the things that she says. Everything right. is a byproduct of communication. You have to communicate with people, you have to communicate with your spouse, you have to communicate with your partner, you have to communicate with your friend, and eventually they'll learn how you operate, and every, I I don't want to say every, I would say majority of the women 
who marry or look for a serious situation, they look for a byproduct of their father. And some women don't have that, but look at a man who's solid and establish your template off of that, man. Just be solid in who you are. The moment that you put the validation of what you believe in into other people's hands, you become Play-Doh, baby. You become clay. I always say, whenever a man is getting to know you, if he asks you, well, what type of guys you were into, don't ever ask that. Don't ever answer that question because they're going to manipulate themselves to be exactly what it is that you want to get what they want. And you're going to be like, well, why did he change? Give it to him. Because you gave him the playbook to get to know you. It's a trap, baby. You just got to... Say, well, I'm just out here looking to see. Yeah. That's the greatest thing I can give you. But um, yeah. you want to understand? That? Yeah, understand men compartmentalize. Understand that. Once you understand that, you can maneuver a lot better. I mean, it's not ideal, but it's a fact. You know, the double standard of how we're raised about how a man shouldn't show emotions and how a woman should show emotions plays a part in how a man and a woman is as an adult. And from a man's perspective, we don't want to show our weaknesses. We want we don't want to show our 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 vulnerabilities, regardless if it's um, you know purposeful or um, or if it's something that's just you know innate because of how we were raised. So so understand that you know we um, we definitely compartmentalize and we want you to be aligned with our thoughts but by compartmentalizing we don't know what we can if you are ready for that yeah we we, we struggle there yeah we struggle yeah. there and we aren't the best communicators we don't tell you everything that's going on in our mind or expect you to understand so we don't talk but i got a question for you snow as far as you know a relationship do you feel like a man can lead a house with being a stand-up man based off of principle or do you feel like a man gets more out of it from establishing a sense of fear sure um and you're talking about leading a house and and using those methods with their family yeah yeah i think that depends on the family i think that it all starts with the woman that they're with um, you have to know who you're working with. Uh, if you're the one that can be led by fear, that's what it is. If that's if, if if you've identified yourself to me as one that's led by fear, then so be it. I'm a man that likes to inspire. I'm a man that needs a partner. Mm-hmm. So I don't believe in the fear aspect. But he, to each his own. Um, you know, honestly, I don't even think a man can lead on its own. I think the woman is very intelligent we and were talking the right, about that earlier and with the yeah. right woman and the right man coming together um you know there could be uh you know a, a great a great journey uh before them but you know it goes back to being evenly yoked if yeah if you can't be led or i can't lead it's not going to work i need somebody that's in tune with me i i you need someone that's in tune with you i mean and and, 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 subjective. and to, to piggyback on that, I'm not saying from a monetary standpoint. Equally yoke is not monetary, bro. It's more so in terms of emotional and just like equally yoke in terms of maturity, your outlook on life, man. You don't have like I always say, like a brother who's a millionaire can date a girl who works at McDonald's. 
Now, okay, I'll say this. A woman who, you look at two identical twins. One works at McDonald's and one works as the CEO of Chase Bank, right? And when it comes to that, a brother don't care about what you make. He don't care about, I mean, he cares about what you make, but it's more so like your drive, your vision, your mindset. Are you able to, well, that's, that's, that's my young cousin. She just put her little input in, please. But she got life to learn, y'all. She's 26, y'all. Yeah, she got life to learn. But, you know, um, outside of that, man, um, we got about five solid minutes. Um, I'm going to take a brief pause and we're going to close this out. As we draw to a close, I just want to thank you all for tuning in. If you've made it this far, whether you've listened for a second, a minute, you know, the entire episode, is gratitude is greatly appreciated. And the fuel of my energy could not be made without you. Um, I want to, one, salute Breonna Taylor. I know there's a lot of emotions going on after the verdict, but... I would hope that we can utilize this energy to stand in solidarity and moving forward. Um, I want to give my special guest, Snow, an opportunity to close this out. And Snow, by all means, brother. Sure. I'd like to close this out by saying that I have the most, uh, the utmost respect uh, to the uh, black woman. And I do feel like uh, the black woman is the most underestimated uh, disrespected of all and um, you know I love you I love you I want nothing but the best from you I want I know that we cannot be anything without you and I know that we depend on you, you are the matriarch you are the foundation uh, of us all and I'm rooting for you I think you know this this I just want to say, I want you to root for yourselves the way that I root for you. Stand up for yourself, sisters, because I, I, I love you all. Alright, well, in conclusion, I always want to say spread love, not germs. Uh, protect yourself, protect your mental, protect your physical, protect your emotional, and it's much love. This conversation is about one of love and it's in the sense of self-betterment. Thank you for tuning in to Q's Corner, and we out. Yeah, man. Peace.